You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, happy Saturday. This is a bonus episode you usually don't hear from Earn and Invest on a Saturday. This is not a Monday or Thursday. You are hearing right, this is a bonus episode. I wanted to take a moment to talk about what I've learned in my coaching practice, Path to Purpose. What are the five things that I've learned about purpose by talking to people about not just purpose, but also meaning enough and living the life they want to live. If you want to learn more about my coaching practice, you can go to earnandinvest.com slash coaching. Again, that's earnandinvest.com slash coaching. These are the five things I've learned in the Path to Purpose coaching program, and I wanted to share them with you. Number one is purpose is not difficult. Let me repeat that. Purpose is not difficult. I spend a lot of time talking to people about purpose, and I hear over and over again, they say, I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know how to find my purpose. I'm really anxious about purpose. But I'll tell you, when I really sit down and talk to people about the things they care about, the things they love, and what's important to them, all I do is ask them about that thing that they could talk for an hour about off the top of their head without preparing, without even thinking about it, And that tends to be their purpose. Maybe it's something from childhood. Maybe it's something at work. Maybe it's a hobby or a joy. It doesn't matter exactly what it is. But what I find is that purpose is there and most people have an inkling of what that purpose is. I'm a great example. I was being a doctor. I was busy in a huge practice trying to make as much money as I could but feeling like I had lost my sense of purpose. And yet there were always these things that were important to me that I kept on ignoring. I loved writing. I loved public speaking. I even loved blogging. All these things that were important to me that I kept on putting aside and I felt like I didn't know what my purpose was or I wasn't pursuing purpose. But it's not that I didn't know what it was. It was that I wasn't putting energy and attention into it. So the first thing I learned from my coaching practice is one, purpose is much easier than you think. And most likely, you know your purpose already. That's part one. The second thing I learned about purpose is that purpose is abundant and not scarce. How many times have people told you or they tell me all the time, look, I can't figure out what purpose is. I don't know what my purpose is. Or I have this idea of purpose and it's very specific. Like I want to make a billion dollars or I want to win the Nobel Prize or I want to cure cancer. Something big, audacious, and specific 
The problem with this is it's really scarce. People think of purpose as scarce or they think it's something that's really, really hard to achieve. But what I've learned through the Path to Purpose coaching program and what I've learned by writing a book about purpose is that purpose is abundant. Purpose is everywhere and it doesn't have to be big. It can be small and it can be as simple as I love to read. So reading is part of my purpose or I love to exercise. Or, I love going to coffee with my friends and chatting. Purpose is everywhere. Basically, purpose is the kind of stuff you do when no one's looking and no one's paying you for it. And it's the kind of stuff you do because you just enjoy it. So we have to get away from the scarcity mindset when it comes to purpose, that purpose is this one big important thing that we have to find. I would tell you the exact opposite. Purpose can look like almost anything. It's how you create purpose around an anchor and activity that's important to you. There are abundant or millions of those anchors or activities out there. All you have to do is find one that feels appealing to you and then build or create purpose around it. The first thing that I said I learned from Path to Purpose coaching is that purpose is easy. It's not as hard as we think. The next thing I learned is that purpose is abundant. Let me talk about the third thing I've learned in this practice Purpose is less difficult than meaning, and it's actually meaning that we struggle with. If you guys have been listening to the podcast lately, you've heard me talk about this idea that meaning is the way we cognitively think about the past. It's the stories we tell ourselves about ourselves. It's the way we deal with these narratives we grew up with, especially with these trauma narratives. Meaning is what we tell ourselves about the trauma we underwent. It's how we interpret our past. When people come to me and they say, I can't find my purpose or I don't feel good enough or I feel like there's this important thing I should be reaching for and I'm not getting there, and all they want to do is talk about purpose and what actions would make them feel good, they're looking to the present and future to fix this idea of they don't know what they want to do or they don't know what enough feels like. And actually, the point here is not purpose. What they're really struggling with is meaning. They're struggling with those trauma narratives of their childhood. They're struggling to tell themselves a better story about themselves so that they feel enough, so that they see themselves as the hero of their journey who overcame a difficult situation. Once they get to that point and feel like enough, they realize that purpose is not difficult. It's doing things you enjoy. What's really hard, what's really keeping you from feeling good or moving forward is dealing with your past and your sense of meaning. And when I talk to people about this, a lot of them say, but look, you know, I know lots of people who had a traumatic childhood. They grew up poor or they had a family member die or they were abused. And they say that they had these huge traumas. So when you're talking about a person like that, I totally understand what you mean when you say that they need to deal with meaning in their past in order to search for purpose in their future. But then they say, but I didn't have any of those big traumas. But interestingly enough, they're not just big traumas, but small traumas. How many times have you met someone who's incredibly driven at work? And when you find out that it's making them unhappy, you ask them about their childhood and they say, well, you know what? I was always made fun of as a kid. And then I was good at school and I had this one teacher who told me how great I was at school and it felt so good that I became an overachiever. That person didn't have a major trauma 
They didn't lose a family member or grow up in poverty, but that little trauma of being made fun of and the good feelings they got from overachieving turned them into a workaholic. And so I don't think it's just the big traumas. It's also the little traumas. But for us to associate a good sense of meaning, for us to tell ourselves a good story about our past so we feel like enough today, so we feel like the hero, so that we can go into our present and future and so we can start building and creating purpose, not based on this idea that we're not enough, but based on this idea that we can bring joy into our lives and build upon that. We realize that meaning is mostly the stumbling block, not purpose. So that's the third thing I learned from my coaching practice is most of us stumble on meaning and not purpose. The fourth thing I've learned from doing the Path to Purpose coaching practice is that if you want to live a different life, if you want things to change, you need to do something different. So a lot of us listen to the same old narratives about our lives, and we keep on trying to break through these narratives by doing the same things. We double down on wealth. We double down on our profession. We double down on achievements. But the problem is when you do the same thing, you get the same results. So if you're not happy with your sense of purpose today, if you're not happy where your life is today, doing the same thing over and over and over and over again will not make things feel better, will not make you feel any happier, will not make you feel like your life is any more full of purpose. If you do the same thing, you get the same results. If you want new results, if you want things to feel differently, you're going to have to step out of your comfort zone and do something you haven't done before. And by nature, because it's stepping out of your comfort zone and you've never done it before, it will feel uncomfortable. If it's not feeling uncomfortable, you're probably not doing something radically different enough. And so that's the fourth thing I learned through my coaching practice is that if you do the same things, you get the same results. And in order to do something different, you have to step out of your comfort zone. And by nature, that is going to feel uncomfortable. And last but not least of the top five things I've learned through my coaching practice, number five is that legacy is local, not global. Again, let me say that. Legacy is local, not global. A lot of people struggle with purpose because they want to do something in which they leave a legacy. So they think their purpose has to be big and audacious. They feel like they have to change the world. They have to create lasting change that affects millions of people. Otherwise, they're not leaving a legacy. In my opinion, when you do things that are purposeful and enjoyable to you and you do them with great intention... You tend to attract people to you who see you doing what you are doing and you tend to form communities. And when you do this, you're not changing the world as a whole, but you are locally changing the people around you. And when you locally change the people around you, those people change, they change their lives and they change other people. And it becomes like a ripple in the ocean, like you're dropping a little pebble in the ocean and it's displacing a little bit of water. But with nothing to stop it, that little displacement can travel for miles and miles and miles. I give this example in my book that's coming out in January. 
but I want to repeat it here. I talk often about my maternal grandfather. My maternal grandfather, a guy I never met who died way before I was born, loved math. He was an accountant, and so when my mom was little, she used to sit on his lap and he would go over all his spreadsheets and tell her about the wonder of numbers. Because he was doing something that was purposeful, something he was intentional about doing and that he loved, this affected my mom. My mom tried on that identity of someone who loved numbers and found that she also did too, and she became an accountant. And guess what? Because my mom loved numbers, I would see her being a CPA, being excited about numbers and math, and so eventually I started to love math. I took this modeling that she gave me and I ran with it and I had a learning disability and couldn't read and one of the reasons I got over my learning disability is because I was really good at math so I knew that if I could be good at math I must be able to figure out reading so what happened my love of math helped me through my learning disability it also was really important in me becoming a doctor science is highly mathematical I needed to be good at math to become a doctor when I was practicing as a physician, I once had a patient, and they came in, and they kept coming into the hospital, and I noticed a mathematical relationship between two of the lab results and helped diagnose that patient with a very, very rare disease. And the only reason I recognized that rare disease is I saw the mathematical relationship between these two lab results. We ended up treating that patient. He stopped coming to the hospital. In some ways, we probably saved his life, and he is a pastor, and one of the things he does is a pastor at a local church as he allows runaways to stay in his church and supports them when they're homeless. So let's think about this. My maternal grandfather, who found a sense of purpose in math, modeled that kind of behavior that went from him to my mom to me, that eventually led me to being a doctor, and I noticed this mathematical relationship in these labs that saved this gentleman's life who's a pastor who provided a homeless shelter to a runaway kid. We're talking about a legacy of my maternal grandfather that spans over 75 years and the people being affected today have no idea who he was. They never met him. They don't know his name, but by him being purposeful, he has changed the world. Think about that runaway who's saved by my patient who now has a place to live, what will they do with their life, and who will they touch? The fifth thing that I learned from the Path to Purpose coaching program is if we think of legacy as local, our effects actually one day may be global and long-lasting. So that's it. The five things I've learned from the Path to Purpose coaching program. One, purpose is easy. Two, purpose is abundant. Three, meaning is often our stumbling block and not purpose. Four, if you want a different outcome, you have to do something differently. And five, think of legacy as local if you want your effect to be global. That's it. Thank you for listening to this special Saturday bonus episode of Earn and Invest. I am still taking on clients in the Path to Purpose coaching program. Go to earnandinvest.com coaching. I would love to help you create a better sense of purpose and feel better about where you are today. I'll be back on Monday as usual. That's a wrap. 
Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts.